This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to Girls on Porn. I'm Rachel. I'm Laura. And we love porn. This is our porn review podcast. We talk about what we love and we roast what we hate. Helping you find hot, ethical, just plain better porn for your spank bank. And we're looking at everything. Today we're joined by a very special guest... Cheyenne M. Davis is a fat black content creator, freelance journalist, an aspiring screenwriter by day, and a kink enthusiast by night. As the creator of Unveiled, a kink and sex positive editorial and community for all black and brown folks, her goal is to use her work to create a safe and inclusive space that promotes access for all constituents of her community. Welcome, Cheyenne. Thank you for having me. Oh my God, thank you so much for coming on the show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Truly. Cheyenne emailed us and we were like, absolutely, we want you on. So what a dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about, well, I, I kind of want to hear about the platform first. I want to hear about what you're endeavoring okay. with Unveiled. Like, how did that come about and what are your goals? Yeah. Okay. So do y'all want the, the short version or the long version? Because do whatever you want. If you want to do the long version, we're here. Let's go okay. long. <laughs> All right, yeah, basically, for sure. Um, so growing up and just like coming into my own kink identity um, mm-hmm. and just exploring kink. So, you know, everybody starts with a uh, dumbass fet life. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and like, uh, I decided, you know what? There's not enough people that look like me on this app. And the ones totally. that are here, they don't treat them properly. So yeah. I figured, you know, why don't I make my own shit? Because who else is going to fucking do it? So I decided to make Unveiled because, number one, a lot of things that are kink related kind of look corny. Like, again, mm. going back to FetLife, it's it's considered um, kinky Facebook for a reason. It's yeah. not user-friendly. Um, it looks yeah. drabby and dark, you know? It's ugly, yeah. It's ugly as hell, <laughs> yeah. right. So I said, you know, I want something that looks nice, but also speaks to a bunch of different people and people can feel safe about having these conversations about kink because that can be a very difficult conversation to even have with, like, people that you're sleeping with or people that you want to mm-hmm. build something with. So mm-hmm. I decided to do that. And then on top of that, I'm like, you know, well, I like to write i've been making a lot of this educational content on kink and how it intersects with blackness and fatness and all these things why Mm -hmm. don't i make it into an editorial too so that people can share their experiences Mm. so now at this point unveiled is kind of segueing into the space where it's going to be both a community and an editorial um platform so that people can share more things about their kink identity and how um they could how they use it to educate others or how they engage with it and things like that yeah amazing Thank you. Tell us a little bit about your about your journey with with kink, like your own personal journey. 
<laughs> this is a fun one. So, <laughs> so I remember when I was 14, um, I loved seeing rope and I didn't know why. And I'm like, oh, wow, mm. something about this is really hot and I don't get it. And then yeah. I watched Secretary for the first time. Mm. Ooh. An important, call, important like inspiration for many a king, or French person. Absolutely, I saw it. And I'm like, oh wow! Like I kind of like this, and I don't know why, and I want to learn more about it. So when I became 18, um, I signed up for Fet Life. I had a, mm. an internet dom, this weird white man that was really crazy, but that was a very <laughs> crazy. That was eight years ago. Very, very kooky <laughs> time. Oh wow. <laughs> Um, I, I was just exploring different like kink chat rooms and trying to learn more about it because I was so curious. And yeah. then I met a lot of friends um, through FetLife and stuff. I actually had my own platform on FetLife at one point, too. Um, oh. I don't really remember the name because it was such a long time ago. But again, it was to link um, black and brown people again because we didn't have a lot of those spaces. And the spaces mm-hmm. that did exist there were to purely fetishize black and brown bodies. Right. Which is, right. you know, a hot ass mess express. But um, <laughs> but yeah. I um I I just I realized through my own kink exploration that I am a switch. Before I thought I was a sub, but then I'm like fuck that. I don't want to submit to everyone. Yeah. Um, I want people submitting to me too. And now I'm okay with saying, hey, I'm a dom leaning switch with bratty tendencies, and mm. I'm sticking to yeah. it. <laughs> I love that expanding horizons. Yep. <laughs> yep. Do you feel like if like. Do you feel like if like sex work and sexuality and kink and fetish weren't as stigmatized in general, we would see more inclusion? Okay, that's a good question because <laughs> there are a lot there are a lot of things that aren't fed that aren't um, you know, stigmatized that still lack inclusion like for example the fashion industry people love wearing Mm. fucking clothes but they still have yet to expand their sizes in a lot of mainstream stores yeah um and also i think a lot of sex in porn particular are becoming more um normalized however Mm. it's only for white skinny able bodies it's not for everyone and if it's if it's including queer um performers or queer queer porn stars or um sexual people or sex workers excuse me it Mm -hmm. only comes from a context of a white male gaze so it's very difficult to even feel included when it's like okay y'all are only including me because you want to consume me you don't want me to enjoy myself in this moment right so um i i part of me wants to say i feel like it would be easier and it has become easier because there are is a level of normalization that is occurring Mm -hmm. however we still have a long ass way to go um especially as it pertains to black and brown people that are non not skinny and that are not you know um heteronormal heteronormative excuse me we Mm -hmm. but for sure i do believe that there's a lot of work to be done and a lot of unpacking to be done Mm -hmm. yeah it's it seems like that aspect of it is is one step among many that needs yeah. to happen um mm-hmm. that when you talk about the white male gaze the the most pervasive problem is the control of power in the industry like absolutely all industries in our fucking white supremacist patriarchy that right we <laughs> need to <laughs> that it's a lot about giving ownership and control on the studio side uh so that from inception the intention of the work is inclusive right uh or just is inherently inclusive by virtue of the fact that let's say the company is run by a uh black woman like in the case of shine louise houston uh Mm -hmm. who is 
more and more feeling like the only beacon of light in this <laughs> fucking yeah. industry sometimes. I feel like every episode we're just like, and this is also from Pink Label. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but honestly, thank God for Shine Louise. So Yeah. Uh, and we've talked before about, uh, on this show, I should say, not in this specific episode, obviously, about the BIPOC Collective, which is a relatively new endeavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There's, you know, there's complicated conversations even inside of groups that are doing this work because there's only oh, so 1, much. thousand percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That there's only so much uh, you can do as a personal, like as an advocate for yourself as a performer yeah. in this space. Um, and there's so much that needs to shift from the from the ground up. So to speak, yeah, and from for the top sure. down, yeah. <laughs> yes. so like which metaphor, Mostly, Michael? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. from the top down, from all know? fucking sides, yeah. right, right, yeah. yeah. So that's, I mean, it's applauding you as well for uh, seeing the need and having the impulse to start your own platform, right? right. Um, in a dream world, like what does what does the platform, what does Unveiled look like in the future? Uh, is it content? Is it? Uh, editorial is it a community like in a social networky kind of way like what what are your hopes and dreams for how that might grow um my my ultimate goal for unveiled is to actually become a production company where it's editorial and content creation because i do want to make um porn that is ethical and mm-hmm. that features black and brown bodies because again like i said to the email in the email to y'all like we don't have a lot of yeah. kink porn that centers us yeah. Um, so definitely want to work on that. Also still want to have like multiple social media channels attached to it so that people can catch up with the content outside. So it's yeah. more accessible to everyone. Mm-hmm. But for sure, I do want it to live as just a huge thing where it's it's a it's a multitude of things coming together and just have it giving people opportunities to, you know, share that experience. Yeah. Yeah. Feel safe. Yeah. Right. For sure. Do you watch porn, Cheyenne? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what porn do you watch? Um, I like amateur. Um, okay, before cool. I started having sex, because I was a late, late bloomer, so I didn't start okay. having sex until I was 20, so that was about six years ago. Um, okay. Actually, oh my, my God, sixth anniversary just passed on the 19th. Uh, oh. Remember that day, like the back of my hand, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Not the fondest memory, but it sure lives in my yeah. head rent-free. Um, <laughs> um uh, before I, st- I started having sex, I was watching a lot of like produced porn and I was feeling yeah. uncomfortable because they were just doing the most. And I'm like, this has nothing to do with me because I don't see people that look like me. Yeah. So yeah. why am I getting off still and feeling uncomfortable afterwards? Right. So then when I started having sex, I realized that some of the discomfort was because I've never done it before. But then mm. after having sex, I'm like, you know what? I want to see people that look like me. I don't want to see um, super perfect bodies. I don't want to see white bodies all the time. I want to see black and brown people actually fucking. So when yeah. I started watching black and brown people actually fucking, I'm like, oh wow, like this is great. So mm-hmm. from then on out, I've been watching that, and I like kinky porn too, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or like a mix of both, usually. Yeah. Yeah. We're also sort of dancing around the search term. Obviously, oh, we're yeah. sort of <laughs> talking about it already, but <laughs> right. uh, Ooh, we Lord. brought you on and, and thank you. I, I yeah. said it before we started, but I want to say it on air that uh, we are very grateful for you for having this difficult conversation about race and porn. We've right. had it before, but it's uh, worth saying again that it's, it's always a difficult, sensitive thing to talk about. So the the topic is ebony, which is obviously an incredibly reductive and archaic concept uh, and like all things 
porn, particularly mainstream porn, uh, it, it's it's everything we see in in uh, our daily lives, but exacerbated, almost like mm-hmm. concentrated in the porn space, particularly when we're talking about tube sites and aggregates. Yeah. Um, I almost want to ask, like, what we're sort of already in it, but what are the the most uh, destructive problem areas you see when yeah. we talk about this search term specifically? So. My whole thing with this is that we kind of have to get back to the basics and explain what ebony means in terms of definition. So the definition of ebony is like a dark wood from a type of tree. There's an ebony tree. It exists, I believe, in either Africa Mm -hmm. or Asia, one of those continents or Mm. both. Um, And basically they have appropriated it so that it means dark, dark skin. Right. or black skin. Also, we have to understand that ebony as a search term is ranked number seven out of 100 on Pornhub. So that's yeah. also a huge issue. Um, yeah. The the biggest issue is number one, I, f- I find it funny that we always liken blackness to something that's inanimate or unhuman. <laughs> um, it's There's never yeah. a humanized aspect to it. So it's like, okay, first of all, there Africa exists in a diaspora. Blackness d- exists in a diaspora. Mm. Also, skin tone within those di- those uh, spaces is um, there's a myriad of skin tones. Right, so saying course. that blackness only means darkness is an issue because there's also a negative connotation with that. Right, and then on top of that, it's like, okay, when it comes to other porn terms, like I don't see them mentioning, white, mentioning whiteness unless it's in the context of a person of color. Right, right. So it's like, why we gotta put a name to that and the name is not even giving me my human self yeah like what so um i think the term all around is very inappropriate and i think they need to find better ways to categorize porn without dehumanizing people Mm -hmm. yeah yeah there's a way to kind of uh or i mean i would hope that there's a way to show on mainstream sites um People as just people, correct, <laughs> and, and not just as um, skin tones, because you know, again, you don't say you don't sort porn by like, you know, blue eyes, <laughs> like, right, yeah, right. It's just not and so much, and so much of what you're saying about how the language itself is dehumanizing, so much of the porn itself is dehumanizing Absolutely. and objectifying, and. Uh, uh, stereotypical like removes yeah. the um the texture and the humanity of the story of the performer right. the performers themselves and is so often these really problematic tropes of everything we associate with the term ebony historically yeah. absolutely so we're all it's in agreement just, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah porn is racist yeah porn is no racist. for sure it is and especially mainstream porn. And mm. I, I, you know, it was even like it was hard to find like platforms that were that are made for people of color that aren't, you know, like, I mean, Blacks.com is not made for people of color. It's not. It's yeah, really you know? not. And the name, you can even tell by the name. Like, yeah. The names be so damn absurd. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like world star hip hop porn and black yeah. and all this yeah. extra bullshit. And it's like, it's not for a black audience. You no. want to put it under a guise that it is for a black audience. But right. 
all in all is for a white audience right. so that they can not only like further exploit us but also still fetishize us too in their eyes because right. in their eyes they only see blackness as one thing mm-hmm. and again blackness is not a monolith like not every black person is the same not every black person interacts with sex the same way yeah. and it's always the same storylines with the same type of you know the same type of music it's always dry i'm always sitting there like okay let me just put my vibrator away because my my mood yeah. is crushed at this, it's not at doing this anything point, it's not doing shit for me yeah. so yeah <laughs> so yeah it's crazy it's just like i wish that like and i'm hoping now because of everything that's happened this year and the bipoc collective coming out i'm hoping that these big studios are gonna make some changes and take a leap and and believe that like you know audiences not all porn audiences are racist you know like we're we're we are we can look at a at a person of color and and appreciate them as a as a fully realized human being that yep. has their own sexuality they're not just um you know created for my consumption mm-hmm. you know i want to yeah. see everyone enjoying their pleasure as a fully as a full person not as a stereotype like right, i really yeah. believe that majority of people watching porn feel that way yeah Going back to the positive side of this conversation, what do yeah. you like to see in porn? Like you mentioned ropes being uh, uh, something of your fascination early on. Do you have other stuff that you love to see now, like favorite performers or different kinks that you respond to? Um, well, I like seeing various things. So the rope mm. is one for sure. Mm-hmm. I also like to see more like orgasm denial and stuff like that. Again, mm. we don't have a lot totally. of that. Also, one thing I really would love to see um, is more of like female orgasms. And we why do we even say female orgasms, right? I'm just saying it in terms of the search term, but just more orgasms for black women because I don't mm. see a lot of those and that yeah. bothers me because we all like to fucking come. So right. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why. They, it, it ain't right. up there, but it's not. Um, but I do like seeing that. I also like seeing more BDSM seams that are not so rough all the time. Like I, you can be intimate, like in bed party, like we'll discuss later, obviously. Yeah. But just seeing more scenes that are intimate and kink related to, I like seeing that type of, um, that type of interaction. Yeah. I, what else do I like? Um, I don't know if I mentioned temperature play before, but I definitely like temperature play too. And, oh. um, and, uh, in porn too. So just a, a varying, just varying things in kink for sure. Right. Right. Cool. Yeah. I love we that. talked about temperature play, specifically wax play, uh, with King Noir, um, hmm. Who had some really eloquent things to say yeah. about that I'd never even thought about before. <laughs> yeah. so. And has a really lovely, you know, is a master fetish trainer and has a really lovely platform, right. Royal Fetish mm-hmm. Films. You For know, sure. And yeah. created that out of response of being like, wow, <laughs> the mainstream porn industry is really racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you have other research to share, Rachel, or shall we take a quick break before we talk about these videos? I mean, I do have other research, but I don't want it to be such a downer of an episode. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I really am trying to not just be like, yes, these are all of the things that porn does that is bad, especially bad to black women, because mm. I do at the end of the day, like I, this is a porn or this is a podcast. This is a porn. <laughs> this is a podcast. <laughs> Surprise. This is a, yeah, this is a podcast about 
how much we love porn. And I, you know, I don't want to just talk about how terrible it is because, I mean, it is. And I hope that everyone who clicks on this episode title came with um, maybe the, not not everyone, but, I, but I'm sure people clicking on this episode title came with like a different idea of what this episode was going to be. <laughs> and I hope that they fucking learn a lot. I hope that they learn a lot. And I hope that they question themselves on why they're reducing people to just their skin color and, you know, why, what is it about them that's not allowing them to see people as human beings. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I sad. think we've sort of covered, <laughs> I think we've covered the the basics that, like, this right. is a, a very popular search term and for, yeah. for uh, almost exclusively problematic reasons. Right. Mm-hmm. There's also the other side of it that if you are what if you're wanting to see people that look like yourself you know what else do you search for right how mm-hmm. else do you go about it because even yeah. i was thinking you know there's really because i feel bad when i even search for myself but then it's like how else am i going to find people that look like me i know and there's that's no other like, way that's like the kind of the vicious cycle i think mm-hmm. is like because it is a popular search term i don't think it's because every single person is you know a, a, a racist white person just being like i love only black bodies you know <laughs> right i think that there is a lot of clicks that are happening because people uh, you know, people of color want to see themselves. They don't want to just watch like skinny white people like mm. f- fucking vanilla. You know, <laughs> like they, that's why there's that's why it's such a popular search term. But it's just unfortunate that it has to be otherized from the get go. Yeah, we'll we'll never know. Like the yeah. the most porn statistics are by way of Pornhub. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. we're not even getting issue. statistics that include the platforms that that don't rely on the clickbait model. Yeah. And we have no way of surveying the people clicking on the search term to say like, hey, are you uh, clicking on this because you're a person of color and it's just a workaround to <laughs> yeah. seeing what you want to see? Or are you clicking on this because uh, you're fucking racist? And <laughs> like, we'll never have that information. And I'm probably mm-hmm. less optimistic than Rachel about uh, why it's such a popular mm-hmm. search term. But yeah. Uh, hopefully there's a porn future where porn yeah. is just by and large more inclusive and there are more platforms yeah. uh, right. helmed by creators of color and mm-hmm. it no longer needs to be an imperative that you stumble across this kind of thing when you're just trying to see yourself. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. So let's take a break and we'll come back to talk about these videos. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by AuraFrames. That is right. Uh, From grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an AuraFrame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these AuraFrames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an AuraFrame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there, and you know what? You can update it with an app, so every time you take a new picture of a sweet little 
uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code headgum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We're back! We're back. (laughs) To talk about porn. To talk Again. about porn. Ugh. Spoiler. If that's not what you <laughs> thought we were here for, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first video we're going to talk about is called Bed Party. It's kind of like a series that Shine Louise Houston does um, for Pink and White Productions. We found it mm-hmm. on Pink Label. Um, it's basically documentary style. It's the private sex lives of porn couples. And it's worth saying, before we jump into Bed Party specifically... Both of the videos that we selected for this episode, usually what we'll do is we'll have one quote-unquote striving for ethical uh, yeah. video and one that is deliberately problematic. We did not do that in this case because of the search term and we don't want to <laughs> even accidentally drive anyone to anything problematic uh, to that extent. So, yes, yeah, so that's just saying that ahead of time that both of these yeah. are... Um, we found via Pink Label, right? right. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed by, starring uh, people of color, um, and on a on a platform that's uh, started by a, a woman of color. So, um, yeah, we decided to give you know voice and uplift these uh, uh, two videos specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyway, back to bed party. <laughs> <laughs> back to the fun stuff. So this is a private sex life of a real porn couple, which, like, mm-hmm. I always love to see, you know. Me too. I want to yeah. see what porn stars are doing in their real lives. Um, because it's still hot. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> They're professionals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it starts with a little interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it's with... Nikki Darling and Jack Hammer. I forgot Thank to you. the performance yep. names. Uh-huh. So we start talking to Jack Hammer and Nikki Darling. Shine Louise just asks... Um, like, what is your sexual identity? And both of them kind of have their own, uh, take. Like, mm-hmm. Jack is like, I, I don't, I never know how to answer that. But basically, like, I guess pansexual, because he, like, is basically like whatever I'm in the mood for. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. then Nikki Darling similarly is, is queer and fluid. Um, and so they just kind of talk about what turns them on about each other. And then yeah. they get into a BDSM sex act. Yeah. They jump on the bed. It's cute. Mm-hmm. You know? It's, again, these are real people. You right. know? These are... We have we see intimacy, you know? Where these people are, are 
being as as intimate and honest as as you would expect from any sort of ethical platform. Um, and uh, it was exciting to see them use some rope. Right. Also, shout out to their cat making a, a cameo, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we saw a cameo. Yeah. I feel like I don't ever watch enough stuff with rope. And mm-hmm. then I watched this video and I was like, it's hot. Mm-hmm. It's really hot. I mean, it was hot because she's obviously restrained and it's like, I mean, the ability to like uh, really tease and edge a partner with rope is, and like, she still was able to move around, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, it was a really, it was a really sexy vid. Um, I loved how much he teased her and I loved like him fucking her and then like, uh, and then like standing up and walking away. Right. That was really hot. To <laughs> and me. I also love how like their power dynamics were too and that they had fun because she was laughing through the whole thing. Yeah. So it also shows that you know kinky sex can also be fun and humorous at the same time. It's not like it has to be serious all 100% of the time. There there were a lot of things. Like they even talked about what she was going to cook for him later. I know. Like I like loved and I that. loved it. I was like, "Yes, I love it." Yeah. <laughs> Again, like it wasn't just like um you know, even like a stereotype of BDSM porn. Like it mm-hmm. was, it was real people showing us what they do in their in their in their bedrooms. Right. Yeah. And she was laughing throughout the whole thing. I really loved that. I also shout out to the Hitachi wand. I love yes, it every I single say, time. I, see it. I was, I was just about to I say that. It. <laughs> right. I'm always thrilled. Me too. My favorite porn performer is the Hitachi wand. Each time it makes an appearance, I'm like, here we go, my good friend. Um, this also, you kind of said it in some ways already but in the description like the intro for this it says um if you want to see what tender and thoughtful rough sex looks like look no further which is going Mm -hmm. back to what you'd been talking about before the break cheyenne that like rough sex doesn't have to be like weirdly self-serious or like Mm -hmm. we don't have to fake an intensity it doesn't have to be like rough the whole time it can be intimate and then rough like it can have these dynamics where we see a a partnership where we see these these people interacting genuinely mm-hmm. and with love and care for each other, uh, and it's so great to see that uh, in a porn like this. Yeah, for sure, they're yeah. very connected. You know, mm-hmm. um, also great communication. It's just I just I love um, like anytime someone like begs to come. Yeah, to me. Yeah, yes. that's really <laughs> <to> me. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also love. When Nikki has or is coming and is like squirming away oh, on the yeah. bed, right? Yes, and uh, Jack Hammer is chasing like with the wand <laughs> yeah, <loves> itself, it. <laughs> and even checks in at one point is like, "You'll let me know if it's too much," and it's not. You know, like yeah. it's, I love yeah. the little check in that like uh-huh. this is still fun for both of us, right? It's like yes, mm-hmm. like strong mm-hmm. yes, like keep like part of the game is the chase, but right. we're seeing just like really easy hot consent. As right. we're going. I also love anytime someone like does a combo of like wand and hand or like wand <laughs> and mouth, you know, like wand yes. and dick. Like I just love I love the combos. <laughs> um, also, there was another point where he like he like almost it looked like he punched her clit. Like he hit it really hard, and I was like, "Oh, I felt it! I felt it! <laughs> yeah, right. I, le- I love that. That's like my favorite thing. I remember like the first time I ever discovered like." like a slapping on like my own clit and I was like I had to tell like seven people I was like have you guys ever yes, tried this? Yes you do. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I was like because it'll change your life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and no surprise I also love a Hitachi wand so 
It was great. And I also love that at some point it was kind of a little bit too much for Nikki. Like she was Mm -hmm. like, you know, she got a little like, uh, you know, oversensitized. (laughs) Is that a word? I don't know. Um, (laughs) But overstimulated. Yeah. There you go. And then they said, like, I think we're done. Mm -hmm. And again, like showing that a sex act doesn't have to end in a man ejaculating was is wonderful (laughs) because that isn't true. That doesn't that is not the the end all be all signifier of the end of like a sexual act. You can do whatever you want and be like, okay, I'm that's nice. I'm done now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and I also liked how they focused mostly on their connection and their pleasure too, mm. and how they kind of worked off of each other to achieve that. Yeah, yeah. There's something the way it was shot that it was a lot of facial expressions, mm-hmm. which I thought was wonderful because again, that just showed that kind of like connection. Um, and I also I like to see facial expressions. Me too. In my porn, you know, yeah. I don't need a I don't need just like a PIV shot, like yeah. penis and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like I don't need anything. I don't need just like pure anatomical. I want like penetration. You know, yeah, yeah. I want like facial expressions and and believable facial facial expressions too. Like I oh, love yeah. very important the way that <laughs> Nikki was responding because it was so obviously real and not like mm-hmm. poised mm-hmm. and pretty and like here's my cum face. Like my yeah. cum face is weird. Like, yeah. It's intense. It's me <laughs> okay. gritting my teeth. Like <laughs> if you're not kind of writhing and like making a crazy face like you're probably yeah. not Stroke coming. Face. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, yeah. That's yeah. not it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And then they have some some sweet little aftercare cuddling, mm-hmm. which I loved. Do you think that they ended up making chicken piccata for dinner? or I was thinking that, too, because he told her he didn't want that. Oh, yeah, so, carbs. So yeah. I don't he's like, too many carbs. She's like, well, I'll fry you chicken anyway. I know. So I, was, I thought that was so cute. I'm like, oh, I want my sex life to be like this. I know. Yes. I know. It's oddly like, well, now I'm lonely. <laughs> Damn. A great porn leaves you feeling just a little bit lonely at the end. Right. Just a smidge. For better or worse. <laughs> right. It's true. Yeah. It was, it was a great bed. Should we talk about, should we move on, talk about the other one? Yeah, unless there's anything else key about this one we've missed, but I, I think I said all I wanted to. I know. Yeah, me too. I just really loved it. Yeah. No, I loved it too. And I was like, wow, this is really good. Yeah. So I saved, of course, I saved, I saved it for later that day. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to return. I'm going to revisit <laughs> <Yes>. this. <laughs> oh, and I'm so told, glad. I told okay. all my friends about it too. I'm like, this is so good. Like, <laughs> y'all, so y'all got to check out Pink Label. Like, this is great. Yes. Oh, that's great. I love that also that you talked about rope play at the very beginning of the episode because we just sent this with an interest yeah. in kink in general. So it's nice yeah. that we're like, oh, we, we hit something you're into. Yeah. No, I'm when, I that's what I'm like, they know me. They know me intuitively. Like I was like, yes. They you know, as, as porn sommeliers, we get very excited and feel, um, you know, like we've done our job correctly when we bring a guest on and we've introduced them to something that they're like, yep, this is it. This did it. This got me going. Yes. We're like, yes. save it for later. That's porn sommelier. That's the ultimate, like master sommeliers of porn is our ultimate ambition. So yeah. glad we hit the mark on this one. All right, let's talk about Foxy Strikes Back from Beyond Deep, starring, directed, and filmed by Honey G and Kay Rivers. Uh, Both performers have they, them pronouns. And Foxy Strikes Back is a pornographic short film that shows a couple in their kinky role play. It pays homage to the groundbreaking black exploitation film Foxy Brown and Mm -hmm. gives an overtly queer twist to the iconic film. 
Foxy Strikes Back is a modern day reclamation of the historic era of black exploitation filmmaking. Shout out to Beyond Deep for messaging us. Uh, I think a year ago, they reached out to us on Instagram asking for help to kind of promote their GoFundMe because this film got them into the Berlin Porn Film Fest. Mm, um, yes. So they had been uh, on our radar for a little bit and we wanted an opportunity to uh, showcase this particular film. So um, I was excited to finally get to talk about it. Um, cause it's hot. <laughs> it, no, for sure. Yes. It's really hot. I have so many thoughts about this one actually, because I was really excited to see this. The first thing I love is that when you think of black exploitation, a lot of times it's made by white people, yeah. but in this case it was not. And it was made by, by, um, two black people. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. I also like that it was extra, like a black exploitation film, like from the music to the <laughs> acting to like yeah. the whole, yes. <laughs> like, she's like, you're still here, Foxy. And I'm like, where else she gonna go? She's tied up. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, this is funny as hell. Like, I loved it. And it was yeah. it was sexy. It was funny. And it really showed how you can reclaim something and make it yours. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah they're subverting the problem areas of the, you know, the white run black exploitation film by making it theirs and being campy and over the top. And also, mm-hmm. like, probably pulling this off on a budget because it's just a film shot in a hotel room. I know. Uh, and super fun. I it looked, yeah, it looked like a really great night. <laughs> no, for <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> Yeah. It's like uh, you too can role play this scene. Right. <laughs> right. 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 So Foxy played by Honey G is in the chair. Uh, Kay comes in and again is like, just where I left you. And it's basically like an interrogation torture style scene mm-hmm. um, with an incredible twist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Meant two incredible twists, I thought. I mean, the first one that I, I have, I was a little bit, I mean, I didn't think that it was actually just going to be like a torture porn scene, but a lot of times with torture uh, role play or whatever, um, I'm always like, man, you know what would be great is if they, like, I could just see that the other person was enjoying it. And we got that with this. Right. Like, there was a great switch where G was like, stop, enough. I just, I want to touch you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, ooh, great twist, you know. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we get kissing and, and like full open mouth, passionate kissing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just torture. It's not just BDSM. It's And then we get, you know, obviously it's like some strap on work and, and a beautiful scene on the bed. And then another plot twist is that <laughs> they've just been role playing the Wait, whole yeah, time. The <laughs> <laughs> yes. which is so great to be like yes we as you know people of color love to role play and you should too Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you should too yeah Yeah, my only complaint about this one is I just it was so short and I was like I could do I could do more sex like I could hang out in this hotel room for longer (laughs) I could do more sex I could do a whole film of that (laughs) it's like we could have did a whole feature film of this I know Oh, yes. I know. <laughs> yeah, but maybe it is you know the the short film with an eye for the feature. This is the proof mm-hmm. of concept. Um, mm-hmm. If they're <laughs> able to fundraise and make something right in the future when production is a thing again. Yeah, uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. I I thought it was incredibly mm-hmm. fun and like self aware in a in not a distracting way, but in a way mm-hmm. that felt I guess safe for lack of a better word. That I was right. like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to play with these performers in this space and to to watch them just super right. super fun and and hot you know yeah. like they were obviously both very comfortable with each other mm-hmm. uh, and hungry for each other yes yeah. which was very exciting for me as the person watching it <laughs> yeah you always want to see 
chemistry. We got some knife play in there. Mm-hmm. We got nipple clamps. We got some flogging. Mm-hmm. We got everything. Um, mm-hmm. Tribbing, 69. It was a lot. It was it packed a lot of punch for such a short film. Yeah. Um, I also loved the body hair. Yes. Mm-hmm. That was something that I, I was really excited to see. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was a really hot hot video um i also love to see a strap on anytime it gets pulled out i'm excited so <laughs> yeah. yeah and this one too. just kind of like arrived it was yeah. just <laughs> it was like it when did. you see this here we go yeah. we got a strap yeah. on we're fucking here we go yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i know i liked it and i liked that it wasn't just like a double-ended because i truly believe that those only exist for the male gaze absolutely <laughs> you know <laughs> like i was like okay cool 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 <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, it was hot. And then I loved at like the credits, it was the two of them smoking weed. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Yes. Which was and, another and like, felt like another like nod to the era. And, right. and also and a nod to aftercare. Yes. You know? Which mm-hmm. again is very important. Anytime as a as a watcher of BDSM, I want to see the aftercare. It makes me feel better. Yeah. I love um, that both of these films had that. It's so important in like any kink play. Yeah. And it's so often excluded from porn. We believe yeah. that these people just like finish and go about their day without any acknowledgement right. of, of what they were just role playing or what they were just engaging <laughs> right. in. So I love that we saw it in both of these. Yeah. Intimacy. That's what mm-hmm. I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For in sure. real life, in real life, I was like, I was say, like, if I'm anyone is interested, she says, <laughs> "Your shot, shoot your shot." It's a single tear. <laughs> shoot your shot. I'm single and alone <laughs> in a closet in Michigan. <laughs> oh my god. Oh boy. Anything else to say? I mean, I think we already talked about it, but um, what are these going in either of your guys' spank bank? Oh, absolutely. Oh, it's like, you know what? I have to revisit this. This is great. Yeah. (laughs) This is great. (laughs) Yay. Yeah. I also loved both of them. I watched them both late last night and I was like, well, this is uncomfortable to be doing in my sister's house in Michigan right now. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'll save these for when I get back home to New York. (laughs) Yeah. And it also, it also puts, black porn in a different perspective too because yes. again i'm so used to seeing it as one way and i'm like oh wow this can really be achievable and that you yes. can actually have black porn that black people can enjoy and feel like they're a part of and want to mm-hmm. implement certain things they've seen in their own sex lives mm-hmm. so i'm really thank y'all for turning me on the pink label because of course. your girl is about to sign up for a subscription like i'm like you know what <laughs> let, me get my, yes. let me get my debit card out because it's time to get it on and popping uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm astonished that uh this was your first intro to pink label but i'm thrilled like yeah. honestly nothing better could have come out of this than like right. us getting another subscriber on that platform because it's right. Right. Something for everyone. It's vintage porn. It's kink mm-hmm. stuff. Like, yes. It's, Everything. Uh, an incredible library. Inclusive, um, diverse. Yeah. yeah. I actually, like, got scared last night because it's where, what my brain does. I'm just, like, in constant panic mode in 2020. But I was like... What if Pink Label goes, what if Shine Louise retires and just like takes the site down? Like, I I don't know why I was thinking about that, but it is really, truly important and pivotal. And 
Uh, one of the, like, it's basically the only, that's not true, but it's one of the very few aggregates of this kind of porn, like places where mm. you can search and find all different kinds of stuff. Right. So we've Hosts said it before, but we'll say content. it again. Thank you for all you do, Cheyenne Louise Houston. And thank you, Cheyenne, again for yes. joining us. This has thank been an absolute me. delight. Uh, and for all of our listeners out there, where can they find you? Um, so they can find me on Instagram at Shymodi. That's C H E Y M O D double E. Um, it's supposed to symbolize my first, last, and middle name, just all smushed together because <laughs> it's easier that way. Um, and you can <laughs> you can also find me at Unveiled. That is my company. So that's U N V E I L period D. The E is omitted. The second E, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a podcast too called Weighted Words. It's about um, how fat people, primarily fat people of color, navigate media spaces and how they're represented or misrepresented. So we mm. talk a lot. We talked about porn and stuff too, and how mm-hmm. that's a whole nother topic. Obviously, how yeah. fat phobia runs rampant in it. Yeah. Um, but then you could just find that at Weighted Words Pod on Instagram. Amazing. Amazing. Or awesome. oh, also, I started a kink Twitter too. Ooh. And it's um, it's at Fed Up Fat Switch. Oh, say that one more time. At fed up fat switch. At fed up fat switch. Love it. <laughs> Thank Love you. It. Amazing. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Cheyenne. And thanks so much to all of you for listening to Girls on Porn. You can find us at Girls on Pern on Instagram. That's porn without the O. On Twitter at GOP the podcast. On our website, girlsonporn.com. And now on Patreon, Girls on Porn. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And why not subscribe to the Patreon, too? This has been Girls on Porn, the only GOP that's actually good. That was a HeadGum Podcast.